BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome to Cryptids of the Corn. Each week, Justin and Jay take a look at a topic in the crypto and paranormal world. They focus on the Midwest and Appalachia of the U.S., but sometimes they venture out. With everything from well-known monster sightings to one-off cryptids, live person interviews to actual fieldwork sneaking in some science lessons, there's sure to be something you'll enjoy. Please join us this episode of Cryptids of the Corn. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Cryptids of the Corn. I'm the great mystery. Oh, yeah. And I'm the infamous... I don't know. Yeah, I'm the infamous <laughs> Jay today. And together we are Cryptids of the Corn podcast, minus Emily. But today, in studio, we have a very special guest today to help share some stories and maybe learn a thing or two about more about Sasquatch. Yes. We have our good friend, Greg. Say hi, Greg. Hey, how are you doing? Oh, we're living the dream. Every day. I'm like, we haven't been sitting here for a half hour drinking. <laughs> look, at, look at your shirt. Oh, living the dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have my living the dream shirt on everybody at home because yeah, nobody I, else can see. Yeah, I know, but it's funny. Yeah. But you have some encounters and stories you're going to share with us today, and then we're going to yeah. just talk about it, right? Yeah. All right, whenever you're ready. Well, the latest one uh, is my late wife and I. Well, we got a call that my dad was passing away. Yeah, and it was about 10 o'clock in the evening. So we had to take off and go to the hospital. Well, right outside our little town, there's a big hill. Well, we got stopped on the way out of town because the cows was out. Broke through the fence, you know. Ha- happens around here. Yeah. <laughs> and so th- we had to stop and wait till they got off the road before we could get out. Once we got to the hospital and then came back, my father passed away. It was about 1.30 in the morning. And we never said a word coming all the way home. Didn't even have the radio on, you know, and... We just going along, and then once I got up to the top of the hill, uh, my wife says, "You better stop because the cows might still be out." Mm-hmm. So I came to almost a stop, and once I got to the top of the hill, I started coming down, and she said, "Cow," and just to describe it, there's a farmhouse at the bottom of the hill 
with one of the big outside lights. The car lights hit the creature, I want to call it something, mm-hmm. and you could see its eyes, yellow eyes, and you could tell it was low to the ground. It's almost like how I would kneel on one knee okay. down. You can see the silhouette. Yeah. And um, then I was just creeping. I probably wasn't even going one or two mile an hour by that time because I stopped at the top of the hill looking for cows. And it just stood up. I mean, it just like kept going and going. And she goes, what the <laughs> F is that? Rightfully so. And I... I was like, I don't know. And you could tell it was big. It wasn't a cow because it stood up. Right. And you could see its arms and legs because the light shining right behind it. I mean, a perfect silhouette. And then it took three big steps and it was on the road. I mean, it was that quick. Yeah. It was just, it was there. And then by that time I was coming down the hill and you could see it. I mean, it was bipedal, two feet on the road. And then you can just look at it with the lights shining. And as I eased by it, my window was up. If I had my window down, I could have reached out and grabbed it. Mm. And to describe it, I'm a big guy. I'm 6'3". 300 pounds. Yeah. You know, this was double my size and the width of it and his arms, you could see the muscles, his biceps going down to his hands. His fingernails was huge on it. I mean, you could just see it. The hair was, I don't want to say dark is orangish, orangish brown, uh, dark black. And you could see its muscles. In his stomach. And it came up. And you could see his chest. And I don't want to say it was in a V shape. Like like a bodybuilder. Right, yeah. But he was just solid. And then it got up to his face. He had, I don't want to call it a flat nose. But you could see his nostrils. I, I had to turn and look out the window of the car. And his nostrils and his eyes just, you could tell he is looking down at me. And the hair on his face, he's, I don't want to say it was bald, but it was long hair. Okay. You know, it wasn't like a beard. Right. It was like long and hanging. Hmm. And um, he didn't have any on his forehead. His ears was pinned back. But this... He was at least eight foot tall. I mean, for me to get out of the Mariner, Ford Mariner is what it was. He is above it. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm 6'3". He had to at least be eight foot tall. And when I eased by it, I hit the brakes again, and he's still standing. Like, he turned, like, looking at the vehicle. And as like... I'm going to turn around. By that time, my wife at the time was just screaming. I mean, she's, get out of here. Give it the gas. It's like, I said, what the F is this? And I said, I need to turn around. And she was about ripping my arm off, said, no, get it home. (laughs) And then we drove home, and I said, I got to report this to somebody. 
So the BRFO, I logged on and I thought I reported it. I don't know if I did or not, but I tried to put it in, mm -hmm. but that was about 13 years ago. Oh, that's awesome. Um, you got closer and more, a better look at more than about anybody I know. It's truly amazing. It, but I mean, I truly scary when you're on a tap. It, it gives me goosebumps yeah. now just talking yeah, got, about it. I got it when you were talking about it. But it's one of those things when every time I go down that hill, I look. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like, okay. It's like, you don't know what it was, but when you see it that close, it was, I mean, you could even see his teeth. Yeah. What'd they look like? If you don't mind me it, asking. They was big teeth. <laughs> we'll call it like chicklets. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's what it was. Yeah. And you could, needed his teeth brushed. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's right there. I mean, the light's shining on it. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't miss it. And it was like, what the heck is this? Well, it's, it's all the details you give. It sounds like you've been a lot closer and just being able to see that much detail that, you know, I think people that have seen it, can't can't even get that stuff out I mean, of it. it's like I wasn't hardly moving in the vehicle. Right, you know, yeah. We just almost stopped. Like the going, perfect storm to see mm -hmm. him. And it was like, my mind is going, you know, is this the Grim Reaper? Or, you know, because my dad <laughs> just passed away. Yeah. What the heck is it? But then when it was that close, and you seen it move three steps from that field onto the road, mm -hmm. that was fast. So it was crossing from one side to the other, going to the... Yeah, well, you know, it was July 1st. The beans was probably about a foot tall, mm -hmm. maybe a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I think it was kneeled down eating something. Could have been beans or something dead. I don't know. Right, yeah. But you could tell. I thought it was a cow at first because where we seen it from the top of the hill, you see its eyes. I think we startled it, really. Mm -hmm. You know, 1.30 in the morning, there ain't nothing out there moving. Right. And that light. From the farmhouse it was right behind it, and when it stood up, it's just like it never stopped. Just it kept, just kept going and going. It's like then don't don't don't. It was there. Was it? Um. So it was in the ditch when you first saw it. No, it was or in the field. It was in the field. field. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. About how far into the field? Like There's I mean, guesstimate. It's probably forty feet. 50 Dang feet. It. And then that, I, that I mean, three steps. It was on the road. It was on the road. Monster. That's amazing. That's fast. I mean, being eight foot tall. That'd be about perfect. And it didn't look like it was running. It was walking. It, I don't want to say it's hurrying, but it was like... Like a power walk. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was moving. Cause that'd be about an eight-foot stride. That's gigantic, yeah. yeah. Well, if something that big, yeah. Yeah, it It really startled me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it was like, what is it? Did yeah. it look like it was walking? Or like, you know, the, they always talk about how it's swinging the arms and stuff. Or did it kind of look like it was floating, like moving fast? It you could tell it was walking, yeah, but it was walking fast. I mean, it just like took big strides. Yeah. You know, the arms didn't swing like that. It, it just was, was like won't, won't, won't. I mean, it just by moving its arms, it didn't move back and forth like that. It uh -huh. just big strides. That's See, awesome. I was thinking it wanted to get out of there, but not. It didn't want to show you it was scared. Right. But it wanted to. I think it, it got to, to the road and stood there still, like I didn't see it. <laughs> You know, yeah. <laughs> but when I looked out the window and had to look up, you, you could tell its eyes was looking down at you. Yeah. You know, it's... Their ability to freeze has been reported several times. It's 
but it never moved. You know, once right. it got to that road, solid freeze. It just stand there. Like its it arms was down to its side, and you could just see it. But yeah, ah, the detail in its stomach muscles. You know, it's, it's like real long hair. Yeah, but and its face. But it was the nose really got me because it's big nostrils. Yeah, I, want, I got a note about that. So it seems to be, and you said, so we were talking about earlier, the expedition Bigfoot when they had the guy draw yeah. the one that he had seen. Yeah. And we were talking that that was not the type that you had seen. No, it that was totally different. Mm-hmm. I mean, the big he black. had muscles on his mm-hmm. neck and his head was kind of pointed. This was like rounded. Hmm. You know, he didn't have a point. Yeah. Unless it was in the back of his head, you know, like a cone back there, but it's like a rounded and it come down just like a human's neck. It didn't have muscles that was built that way. Yeah. From that picture right. that the guy drew. Right. Because that guy, you know, said, oh, man, that looks just like him. That is nothing compared to what I see. And there seems to be, in the U.S. specifically, there seems to be three major types. And from your description, to me, it almost sounds like more of the gorilla type. That big, flat nose. Yeah. Kind of the overall head shape and everything. I, I could say, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely... Those are the two most common. You have the the really human-like face, and then you have the really more gorilla-like face with the big wide nose or almost no nose with just yeah. nostrils. Uh, yeah, that's what it's weird. That's what a lot of people lock onto is the nose because it's well, such a prominent it's feature right on there. their face. Yeah, and his teeth was so big. He did have two big canines. Yeah, I mean, the canine teeth right there was with his pointed. Ma- was his mouth just kind of sitting open a little bit? It, he like had a relaxed jaw kind of yeah it's it almost just, like he was showing his teeth yeah a little just a little it's bit like, i don't know if you wanted to scare me or what mm-hmm. but yeah you could see all of it mm-hmm. oh he's probably mad you ruined his dinner <laughs> something i don't <laughs> he has know to eat a lot of soybeans yeah, yeah. <laughs> just staring you down but, like <laughs> but yeah i mean like i said you know it's probably the, he's probably thinking oh crap oh crap I'm, 1 I'm 30 in the morning Dark as dark can be, right? But all you had was that farm light, mm-hmm. and you could see the silhouette just fine. You got an amazing look at one. I, it, it, I'm, I'm lucky. I'm very jealous. <laughs> That's what right. I yeah, say. Too. Yeah. Most people don't feel lucky when it happens. No, at that time, you was like, "What the heck?" Right. Looking right. back, it's a lot different. Oh yeah. Look, right. re- reliving it, yeah. it's like, man, I should have done this. I should have done that, mm-hmm. but. By that time, it's too late. Right, yeah. I had the same thing with my encounter. It scared us. We didn't go coon hunting at night for years because we were like, well, these things are out there. They're going to get us. The more I've grown and researched this stuff, I'm like, they're not, you know. Yeah. I don't think, well, we talked on the show several times, I don't ever think they're going to hurt somebody unless you go they're out. cornered. Yeah, you go out provoking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you got to do a lot of special stuff to. They're going to flee. Yes. Flight. I think they'll always take the path out, out if they can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the yellow eyes you just described, his was ye- had yellow yeah. eyes too. Like a sh- yeah, what- yeah. I don't know if it's different light rays or what people use, but a lot of people say they had red eyes. It's so like, there's different. I have never seen. You know, mine wasn't red eyes; mm-hmm. it was yellow. Mm-hmm. So would you say that was eye shine though, like reflection? I couldn't tell. You. Okay, so there's it is eye, yellow. There's eye glow <laughs> yeah. and eye shine. Like the one I seen was eye shine. So it was from the stadium light we had was actually shining off it, and it glowed kind of that yellowy-green, almost like the chartreuse. Yeah, that's and, exactly what it was. Yeah, so we had the same color. And that seems to be eye shine when that happens. The red is almost reported as eye glow. 
and some that's some people think it may be um, actually infrared they're using. Hmm. They're picking up on the infrared spectrum, and it just we're one of the only other mammals. If we assume they can see infrared. We're one of the only other mammals that can see infrared, or not? Yeah, so we can kind of see the red shine, like you know the red big spotlights we use to yep. coon hunt. Coon and deer can't see those. Turkeys can't see those, but we can. Right. Presumably they can't. That's one of the big things we've talked about with like trail cameras. Right. Why they don't show up on trail cameras? Because there's a big red laser that uh, they can see probably right off the front of them. Right. That's the tripping mechanism. So why would they? If these animals are walk that shy, in that area. Yeah. yeah. And then it's just like, but yeah, uh, tigers. That's why we don't get tigers. Uh, I knew a researcher that did big cats, and uh, big cats hate trail cameras because of that red uh, that red shine. They can see it. Hmm. And it's new, and it's, they don't know what it is. And big cats are naturally very shy, right. so they just avoid it. Right. Now, not to go too far off subject, but I just thought of an idea. Why don't they make trail cameras without that laser? They make them. And make like... Why don't you set up a pad? yeah pressure pad where like them. you have a jar of peanut butter? Right? When you pull it off, it takes a picture. Yeah, they make pressure pad trail cameras. Hmm. They're like okay. nine grand each. Well, sorry, your ideas belong, Jay. Yeah, I guess so. They use them for tigers. Well, I think we can make one cheaper. Porter's working on it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind then. I throw his name around all the time. It's all good. Good. Uh, but another note I had is the the red long hair. Yeah, that you've seen a reddish orange. reddish. Yeah, uh, that's we get. It's amazing how often that gets reported that there'll be one color and then another color. So it seems like their undercoat is the dark color, right? That outer coat is almost always red, brown, or orange, right? Uh, I mean, it could change just like how deer, right, are mm-hmm. a red mm-hmm. and then they turn brown. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't know, but that's what color it was. That's just something I found that was really. Interesting. But it wasn't short hair; it was like long yeah. hair. All the the face with the long hair amazed me because it was like on it right below its eyes. Then it was just hanging. It wasn't real thick. You mm-hmm. can see its cheekbones. Yeah, but it had a hairy face, long hair on its face. Now, could you see if the face was oily or shiny or anything like that? I can't remember if yeah. it was oily like it, or yeah, shiny. You said it was what thirteen years ago. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a detail easily forgotten in yeah. that situation. You have a lot of other yeah, things you're looking at. I just was curious. Yeah. I is like I said, you know, as you're rolling by it mm-hmm. one, two mile an hour. Yeah. You're just looking at it like in awe. Oh. Yeah. I mean you was. You're it's, stunned. It's especially you, seeing the muscle definition. I was say, you have yeah. a truly amazing encounter. Yeah. I mean, the thing that amazed me is how big it was. Yeah. With mm-hmm. I mean its shoulders. I was gonna say, how wide would you think it was? Let's say it's eight foot tall. How wide do you think it was? Oh, he is easily three foot wide, maybe a yeah. little wider. At the shoulders? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was double my size. Mm-hmm. And Could you see how long his legs were versus the rest of him? Or at your window, what part were you seeing at the edge of the window? If you can remember. If not, his it's fine. stomach was at the window. So, okay. I mean, so he had long legs. Okay. I mean... For him to make those steps, yeah, three, he had some long legs. Right, it wasn't short like I've heard people say. Oh, they had short legs; their arms are longer. No, his arms. Yeah, his hands probably went to his knees, but he had long legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amazing. 
Uh, do you do you have any more questions for this part of the story before we take our first break? I just love all the detail you described. Uh, it, yeah, it, you got in a truly a truly like, amazing. Just encounter. even talking about his fingernails being like the fact that you were able to see that is yeah. I mean, you could just awesome see it because I wasn't going very fast. Right, so I yeah. was right there. Like you said, you but, were stopping for a cow. Yeah, and. Like I said, it's unique because there's two of us in the car. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like there's two of us seen this. Right. Thing. And she never talked about it for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it was like people made fun and stuff. Mm-hmm. She goes, don't tell nobody ever. And it's small towns, too. It's it's extra worse. Like, oh, people, yeah. People making fun. Like, because they don't. One person, you know how they game. If you don't telephone. believe it, yeah, it, it's fake. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. fake and it's stupid. And you're stupid for thinking you saw <laughs> yeah. it. Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. I've been told that. I worked in like you're talking. I worked in a lab, and I had uh, actually a calorician, and he his job was to go into an environmental system, and decide how many available calories there were, so how much life the system could support from the bottom to the top. And I was talking about Bigfoot and everything, and he's like, "Oh, that's that's just stupid. Bigfoot doesn't exist," and I didn't think nothing of it. And then, because that was the end of the conversation, he left. And then, like, a week or two later, he came back, and he handed me a piece of paper. He's like, I did some stuff, and this is how many could survive in the U.S. if they existed. And he had it from, it was the low end was 15,000, and the high end was 45. <laughs> uh, for an animal roughly this twice the size of a black bear that had the same diet. Because we assume that they're similar to black bears in diet, which a big part of their diet is foraging, everything right. from insects to plant matter. In a very top part of their diet is actual hard protein, which means mammals and stuff like that. Most of their diet or their protein would be frogs and mice and stuff like that. Because a black bear, even a 600-pound black bear, most of their protein comes from frogs. Huh. They'll literally walk creeks and eat frogs all day. And we kind of forget that. Uh, The college I went to, they did wolf diet studies. Most wolves, uh, most of their diet, I think it was 60% of their diet, is wolves and beavers. Hmm. Not deer, not elk. Not what you expect. Right. They right. Do that not every, what you expect. They do that every couple weeks. They'll kill a big animal. But they'd rather seriously stand in a grass field and just eat voles all day. Yeah. Because it's a lot less dangerous for them. Easier to it's catch. It's easier to catch. And they get to, they spend less calories to get more. Right. So when you're looking at a biological system, spending less calories to get more calories is what you got to do. Yeah. If you spend you know three days chasing down a bull moose... To weaken it and kill it, you've wasted three days of hard energy. Yep. And are you going to get that back from that bull moose? Because you've got to split with everybody. Um, and we forget that meat is not very nutritious unless you cook it. That's what unlocking the calories. So it's really most of those animals only eat organ meat until it starts rotting, and then the uh, scavengers will take care of the meat. But he did that, and he didn't believe in Bigfoot. But he proved to that, that any population in the U.S. continental. Anywhere the low end fifteen thousand, the high end forty five thousand individuals would fit. So you got him believing and thinking. <laughs> he thought about it. I don't think, I don't think he's. I don't think when I left work he believed, but I think he maybe took it a little more seriously after that fact. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he was like he was kind of mean to me about it. He was like, you know, that's stupid. It doesn't exist. And then like I bet you it was two weeks later he came back and gave me that piece of paper. I think I got it somewhere in my MBI binder. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a cool piece for the wall. I, I'll yeah. probably get it framed. Yeah. But uh, it's just, we talked about it off air, but it seems people, when they have these encounters, go one of two ways. 
they go in where they want to know more. They're and sometimes it takes time to get to that where they right they get excited about it and they're like, well, it exists. I want to know. I want to know more. Yeah. And you have the other group that I don't want nothing to do with it. I don't want to talk about it. It's you know it deeply it bothers them. Disturb them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we were my family was the first set or the the deeply disturbed for the first couple of years. We didn't talk about it. Uh, me, my dad, and Luke all seen the same thing or heard the same thing and. We didn't talk about it. And then after we started watching stuff like Finding Bigfoot and stuff, and we're like, well, other people other people have these it. things. Yeah. So we know we're not crazy. Right. Even though we knew we weren't crazy. That, but That's kind of the way you think when you're by yourself is, my gosh, I'm nuts. Right. Yeah, I, right. Yeah. I'm so glad that I seen it with Luke. Otherwise, yeah, I would never believe myself. <laughs> right. It's just a nightmare. That's, I mean, when that's exactly the same thing I was thinking is, I'm glad there's two of us seen it mm-hmm. because they can't call us both liars. Right. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. we both seen it and there it is. But if I was by myself, I'd probably never say a word. Right. right Cause yeah. you yeah. have no confirmation that your own brain didn't make that. Right. Cause it's, it's so unbelievable, even though it, well, obviously we all believe it, but it's just to hear it from the outside with no experience of your own. Yeah. It's unfathomable that something that big yeah. could exist, especially in Ohio, in mm-hmm. this part of Ohio, and not be right. discovered. And be walking yeah. right down the road from your house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, in reality, yeah. Half a mile from the town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So everybody at home, remember, when your dog's barking at nothing in the dark, mm-hmm. or that security light turns on, and nothing's out there, there's something out there. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a little break, and then we'll be back with the second part. All right, guys. Hello, hello, and welcome back. We're here with our second part. Woo! Yay. Once again, Greg, thank you for being on the show. We hey, appreciate thank it. you guys for having me. So why don't we get started with your second part? Okay. Well, yeah, this was really not a big sighting or anything like that. It's just what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother and I was probably nine, ten years old at the time. The parents owned a bar down i'm gonna call it roundhead Mm -hmm. and we always played football or something out in the yard kickball something and it was surrounded by corn the yard was because yeah we didn't have nothing to do in the inside so we went out and we played outside every day and you could hear in the corn it was more or less in the fall because you could tell it was like time to pick Mm -hmm. And you could hear stuff running through there when we was outside. And it, like, mm. it would scare us being out there. Yeah. You know, like if I throw the football down, you'd hear something behind my brother running. And then he'd throw it back to me, and then you'd hear something beside me running. And it was like, what the heck is that? We heard that for weeks, you know. And uh, it was like, okay. Well, I decided to kick the ball once, kicked it into the cornfield. Oh, boy. And you heard stuff run. It was like, what is that? And I was like, I'm not going in after it. (laughs) He said, I'm not going after it. And here was like another week. We was inside. It was like, 
you know, kind of scared us. And one of the normal guys that come in all the time, he goes, what are you guys doing in here? Why aren't you outside? It's nice out. You know, it's like, I kicked the football. It's in the cornfield. We're not going after it. Yeah. I said, there's something in there. And he laughed at us, said, oh, there ain't nothing in that cornfield. You know, back then, you know, we was little kids. Right. He's a big guy. He goes, take me and show me where you kicked it in. We'll go get it. It's like, okay. So we went out there. And we said, you better watch out. Something's in there. He goes, come on, follow me. I'll show you there's nothing in here. We probably went five or six rows deep. And then it was like an open clearing. is like where the corn wasn't planted. Oh, okay. Like where a tractor turned. Okay. And didn't plant nothing. It was nothing planted there. It was mud. And he stopped. And my brother and I was behind him. And I said, there's the football over there. And he never moved. I went running. He tried to grab me. I could tell. And I picked up the football. It was flat. Yeah. It was like, it wasn't like this when I kicked it into the cornfield. <laughs> it was hey. smashed, you know. It was like, what the heck? And I looked at him, and he was holding my brother. And he was like looking down and I look and I seen a footprint. Oh, okay. And he says, let's get out of here now. I mean, you could tell it in his voice, you know, he, he was a big bad guy. Right. But then and right then you could tell at that moment he, he was scared. Yeah. He said, let's get out of here. I mean, he literally picked both of us up under his arms and ran us back out of there. Yeah. And he said, never go back in there again. So you, did you say, I told you so? <laughs> no. <it was> like, <laughs> we was scared to death. Yeah. You know, and it's like, remember him back. He, he was scared. Mm -hmm. Never go back in there again. And then here we was, you know, our football's flat. Yeah. We didn't play in that yard for a long time till right. that corn was picked. Yeah. And you could see there's nothing mm -hmm. there. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was what, nine, ten years old. Okay. You know, we was little, but seeing this big guy getting scared like that. Right, yeah. And I did see a footprint in the mud because mm -hmm. it was muddy in that spot. It put the real fear into him. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just, you could tell the demeanor just changed. Right, a minute earlier. Because he was looking down. He didn't even look at me getting the football. But he had a hold of my brother's shirt. Yeah. And then he said, let's get out of here. And then he picked him up and grabbed me out of Cornville. <laughs> so you can imagine whatever that thing, it was following the football back and forth. And almost like it was playing with you guys. Almost. I yeah. mean, you could hear strange noises all the time. And we'd always throw cabbage, carrots, you know, over in there. And just because we thought it was a deer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know. You made a friend. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. But we'd take it out of the kitchen. We'd get in trouble for taking stuff out of the kitchen. But that's what we throwed over. A just kids feeding a Bigfoot in the corn. Yeah, right, we yeah. thought it was a deer, you know, no big deal. Because you hear stuff moving all the time. Mm -hmm. But you heard all kinds of strange noises. Like what What kind of strange noises? It's like, like, like animals running or... Like more like uh, calling and stuff. It was. I don't want to call it calling. This, you know, like I said, this was a long time ago. It yeah. was like sounds. It wasn't like 
breaking anything. They was just odd sounds. Yeah, like a grunt or something. Yeah. Okay. You know, and it was like, what is that? Right. Yeah. You and you're a kid. Yeah. And we had friends there playing kickball and stuff. They'd go, what is that noise? And we said, we don't know. You know? <laughs> it, yeah. As a kid, you know. As a kid, we I don't didn't know. know. But it likes cabbage. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Let's We're playing kickball. But yeah. It eats a lot of cabbage See, a week. Seeing that footprint <laughs> and seeing that guy say, stay out of here. Right, yeah. And, and obviously it burned into your I memory. think he left right after that. Once he got us back inside, he sure left. you guys were safe. Wow. He got out of there himself. Yeah. He didn't stay. I mean, he just came in. Yeah. And said, oh, I'll go with you guys. Let's go get that. They got the fear of God, but and then he left. Right. You know, I remember that like <laughs> yesterday. Yeah, I'm 54 years old. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I, I told you at your house the other day the story that was kind of similar with a. Uh, I think it was actually either it was either Pennsylvania or Northeast Ohio, where a group uh, they had a big fence backyard and it butted up to nature preserve, and they were playing basketball and the basketball hop- hopped the fence. They actually heard it pop, and then it came back as a frisbee back over the fence. Huh. And I don't know what it is with them popping them. I don't know if they... I don't know. It's weird, because it's not the only time I've heard them popping balls like that. I don't know if it's... Well, the only thing I can think of is you ever grab like those little squishy stress balls. Yeah. What's the first thing you do? And, and that may be it. It may just be too weak for yeah. them. Yeah, our, exactly. Our football was flat. Mm-hmm. I bet they just grabbed yeah. it and just squeezed it. We played with it all the time, you know. Wilson Football Factories right here. Right, yeah. We had all kinds of footballs, soccer oh, yeah. balls, you name it. Well, shoot. But yeah, your was it your aunt or my mom? Your mom, yeah, yeah, yeah. She just retired last year, right? And it was like our football's flat. <laughs> yeah, sure, we had others, but that's the one we played with all the time. <laughs> the good one. It was completely flat. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, we didn't hear it pop or nothing. You know, once it we kicked it and we heard all that noise, it was like we ran. Yeah, I'm we's, going in there. Yeah, we's in the, we never went back here days. It is that, until that guy come in. And, what are you guys doing here? It's a nice day out. Yeah, we ain't going outside. <laughs> That's a typical like little kid story too. Like, yeah. no, we ain't going in there. There's something. There's a monster in there. Oh yeah, whatever. No, yeah. really. Yeah, we Turns wasn't out, going. We weren't going in there. There's something in there. You, you could hear it running. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, it's probably the grandpa of the one you've seen. Uh, who knows? <laughs> yeah. Shoot. He's like, these kids are nice. They feed me cabbage. But another thing I wanted to say is that uh, it really rings true that they're they're often called the watchers, and they often watch kids. And I don't think it's nefarious. I think it's just something they enjoy. Like, kids are always playing and stuff like that. I think they just kind of post up where they can watch kids play and stuff like that as entertainment, not as... Right. I don't think they grab kids. I know I've, I've, we've talked about that on the show, you know, there's the possibility of them grabbing kids. But there was one, um, oh, now I'm drawing a blank, that the author from Southeast Ohio that, that saves all the stories. One of my, my stories in his book. Oh, shoot, you're right. Uh, I have his book over there, but fine, it would be. I, I feel bad, I can't remember his name. Yeah. But one, of his, one of my favorite stories that he put in one of his books was in Southeast Ohio. Uh, a mob, this is probably, I think this is in the, the 50s. And she retelled it to you know to them in the nineties, but uh, she had her two little kids, and they'd walk to the playground. There was a church that had a playground. It was right in the like right in the woods, and she walked down, had her kids playing, and then she realized that something or someone was standing in the tree line watching her kids. 
you know, obviously being a mom, she's like, oh, that's, yeah. that's weird. Mm-hmm. At this point, she's still thinking it's a guy. And it walks out. And it gets right to the edge of the playground from the kids. And the kids don't notice it yet. It's moving so slow. And the mom is in fear. It is a eight to nine foot tall, obvious female Sasquatch. Uh, she said it had big breasts and everything. You know, you could tell it was a, a female that was actively feeding young. And she just was looking down at the little kids. And then the mom finally snapped to it and was like, okay, let's go. And the kids, she said, never noticed it. It was moving so slow and quietly and deliberately. And she grabbed the kids and they started walking home. And she was like, I never turned around. I never wanted to see if it was following me. She's like, I don't think it ever was following me. And she's like, and then she talked about later on. She's like, I was terrified for years. You know, we never took the kids back out of there. And keep in mind when she's telling this, she's a, a very old woman. And she's like, I, looking back, I don't think it was ever going to hurt us. But, you know, being a young mom with two little kids. Yeah, you think the worst. Eight or nine foot tall creature is feet within your kids. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care what kind of creature it is. You know, it's one just one grab away from not having a kid anymore. Yeah, right. exactly. But there's all kinds of stories of them just watching kids play. Uh, I'm trying to think. There's another one from Michigan of them watching a, a playground at a school. And like four or five teachers seeing it. Huh. And they called the police because they thought it was a guy. And, you know, obviously, you know, I think that one was in the 90s that uh, a group, and they kept seeing it, kept seeing it, kept seeing it, and it happened to be, I think they finally figured out later it was a Sasquatch, because they kept seeing it multiple times. Yeah. Please go back there. There's no people back there. Uh, But yeah, another amazing encounter. I definitely think it was Bigfoot. I know you didn't physically see one Yeah, we never seen anything. You could hear it, and our football was flat. Yeah, <laughs> and it, we seen a footprint. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You, know, you were nine, uh, yeah. so this was well forty three years ago. Yeah, yeah, roughly. Yeah. So, do you, can you kind of remember how big the footprint was? It was a big footprint. I, big I mean, footprint. I mean it, for a nine year old, that's about all you're going to get. Yeah, I mean, it, you bigger could than tell, me. You could tell it was mm-hmm. a footprint. Mm-hmm. Is in the mud, and the football is probably a couple feet from it. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice it at first. I just seen the football. The football yeah. right. There's a football, and I went running for it. And when I picked it up and turned it back, because I was in awe because it was flat, and he never looked up at me. He's just looking down, and then you just look and see where he's looking at, and you've seen it. He, yeah. And he said, let's go. He knew at that point. <laughs> yeah. He had all the evidence he needed to believe you guys. Yeah. Really, he's heard a monster out there. But, yeah, he, he left. Right after that, he got us inside. He left. Hmm. Yeah, and this is probably, what, about 10 miles from your later encounter, roughly? Yep. Yeah. Yep. All within the Hardin Logan. Hardin County. Yeah. Yeah. Hardin. yeah. That's God's country. Mm-hmm. And this is a, a great episode to do because I think we're, we're working on a Hardin County special because this county has a lot. And it's weird. We've talked about We'll talk about it here in a second. But this county has a lot of Sasquatch activity for being kind of in the middle of the dead zone Yeah. when you look at reports, at least. And I think part of that is why we don't have a lot of reports in the surrounding areas, because people don't talk about it. Right. They're, we are in an old part of the U.S., like, as in kind of older culture, the farmers especially. They're the ones, the farmers and the hunters are going to be the ones that see it most. Right. Mm-hmm. They're not telling anybody. I've shared this story. I won't ever say his name on air. 
of the farmer that brought up seeing the ones right. over the corn stalks and stuff like that. And he brought it up in a Bigfoot conversation. He's like, oh, no, that's not Bigfoot. That's not Bigfoot. I think he really believes it's Bigfoot. But, but he, do, think, he doesn't want nobody to make right, fun of him. Right. Because mm-hmm. yep. he's a very uh, bigger person in our community. So it's just like it, they're, they're scared to share it. Right. They have these encounters. I know more. And we've how many people since we started doing this in this county have walked up and said they'd seen one? Including Greg and me. Um, three people I, I know personally that mm-hmm. never said a word before. It's right. it's weird. And then, like, I, I work at uh, a hospital and... I've had a couple guys, actually, I've had two of them are going to be on the show, mm-hmm. uh, come up and like, you believe in all that weird, crazy stuff? I'm like, I don't believe in all of it, but yeah, I'm open. You know, I've seen stuff. Yeah. So I'm never going to tell anybody they didn't see what they say they've seen. And they're like, okay, well, i seen. And then they tell me their, their story. And I'm like, they, they felt comfortable right. with you. <laughs> and, it's, yep. and, we've, and we've had that happen down south and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Where people will kind of come at you almost semi-aggressively. To kind of see how your reaction is. And then they'll tell you right. their story. They will fill you out first. Right. Yep. Yep. They'll go, Oh, you really believe in all that Bigfoot crap? And I'm like, Yeah, I do. Yeah. Right. Like, okay, well, I see, I heard something, or, you know, I had a rock thrown at me, or, you know. My friend's cousin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, literally, uh, a lady that's going to be on the show probably in a couple weeks, uh, we met her on the Hocking River, and it was the same thing. Oh, yeah, I had, kayaking. Yep. I, I had Bigfoot on my hat, and she kind of said the same thing. You believe in all Because they had a biologist in the group, and we were talking about that. And she's like, yo, you believe in all that Bigfoot stuff? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I even being a biologist, yeah, I believe in all that. She's like, well, I got a couple stories to tell you. <laughs> and it's just, I think what we talked about earlier, it's just that people are so scared to be made fun of, to be judged. Right. And like Jay said earlier, is that this is such a small, especially in our part of Ohio, Everything is a small community. Everybody knows everybody. Yep. Yeah. And if you don't know them, you're really you're related to them. I mean, yep. Ada's pretty big for our area. Yeah. I mean, you think of stuff <laughs> like Dola, Dunkirk, McDuffie, Alger. You say that Ada's pretty big, but everyone listening, we got four stoplights. <laughs> it's pretty big. We have a we have a school. All our all of our grades fit in one building. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's big for this area. It is. It, we. I mean, it's. It's still. You. You know everybody in this town, or you know everybody that threw somebody. Right. Oh, right. Yep, yep, yep. And I think that's why a lot of our stories in this era, especially the northwest corner, don't get shared. Right. It's just the fear of... And, like, we've had people come tell us ghost stories, UFO stories, and it's stuff... I'm I, I'm so glad you came on, and this is what I want This needs to be recorded and shared so it doesn't die with people. Right. Because mm-hmm. we're losing... This evidence, these stories, these encounters, these behaviors, with every person that dies that doesn't tell their story. Right. Mm-hmm. The more and more you see it on TV, mm-hmm. the more relaxed you get. I mean, yeah. there's a Bigfoot episode every other week, mm-hmm. you know, some of something. Right, on so, some channel. But, you know, so you know there's something out there. Mm-hmm. So what you've seen, do you still understand it? No. Right. But it's... Needs to be told, like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the people on TV don't always do the best job of explaining what is out there. Right. But, but. I, like you said, or like Greg said, sorry, I point, I forget that nobody can see <laughs> us. Uh, like Greg said, I think it's important. It helps just even talking about it. Like yep. we, like I said, finding Bigfoot, 
for all of its goofiness, mm-hmm. is the only reason we start talking about our sighting, mm-hmm. our, our encounters, mm-hmm. is because, oh, they're talking, they have a witness on there that's seen the same thing we did or had the same behavior. And you're like, well, how would they know that? Yeah. How would they, how could they make that up? Right. Like the tree stackings and stuff like that with pieces of metal. That's something that doesn't get shared a lot. We had that happen on our property. And I seen that on one of the Finding Bigfoots when they went out west. And it had a piece of like rebar and a, and a piece of a tire and everything. And it's tree structure. I'm like, well, that's, it literally looked like the ones we had on our property. Yeah. And I think the one that was making it just like trying to say like on our property is just like, you know, I'm here too. Don't, you know, don't push me out. I'm here. Yeah. And I think, I think they do the same thing with them that just kind of let you know. All right. Maybe negatively, maybe positively. I don't know. You know, that's a whole nother realm. <laughs> but it's, it's amazing. You have a truly amazing encounters. Uh, like the one, the first one I said, we seen it. Right. This one is no sighting. Yeah. But it's just. A class, what happened? Class B sighting, right? Is how that <laughs> works. I think, yeah, noise, yeah, and noise and physical evidence, yeah. There's class B, and then yeah. class A is actually your first one seeing it, yeah. yeah. Basically, then class C is just like nothing. Well, you heard someone that had something, <laughs> basically. Yeah. There's no, you're not in the same room with anything that proves that Bigfoot exists, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah. And then, so I think we're, we're, like I said, we're working on a Hardin County special episode, but if you're okay with it, we're going to talk about why we, well, specifically me, thinks Harney County is special. Okay. Uh, and I'd like to get your opinions and stuff on that, if you're okay with that. Yeah. Because uh, it's rare to find a really Bigfoot enthusiast <laughs> local. Like, we talk with guys from Wisconsin and Michigan and Indiana. Yeah, Sweden. Sweden, yeah. <laughs> yeah, people at work make fun of me, too. Yeah. Because, you know, I got the sticker on the back of the mm-hmm. truck. Yeah. I got a Bigfoot hanging from the mirror. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you know? People, they're always like, I know what car is yours in the parking lot. Well, yeah. yours is a bit overkill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, yes, At you do. A rolling billboard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every Bigfoot sticker ever made. Well, the podcast banner's on the side. Well, that's, and that too, yeah. It's got, a big, big, it's got Harry on it, our, our good friend Harry. Uh, but, so Hardin County, we have, if you look, especially if you go online, the BFRO, so here's one thing I'm going to say about the BFR real quick before I share this, is that I don't think your sighting is listed under Hardin County. Mine's not either. I submitted mine. I, I do believe you submitted yours. I tried to. Like I said, I got on there. I'd never been on the site before, and it's, I think it said submit or mm-hmm. report. So here's mm. what happens. Sometimes the BFRO... This is a really website with sighting reports gets accused of. In 2010, there was eight Bigfoot sightings reported in Hardin County. The same year my stuff started. The year after, you seen yours physically. Right. What they get accused of sometimes is holding some of the stories back because they want to send a researcher out to that area. They basically don't want somebody that's not a part of the BFRO to go out and jump the area they plan on researching. Which I get. It's their website. Right. It's their, you officially, I gave my they story They want to be them. the first on site. You gave their, your story mm-hmm. to them. That's what we agreed to. And so I think they had so many come from this area at one little time. Like, okay, we got to pull some of these. And I gave, I gave my address. 
I don't know if you gave the location of yours. I can't remember. But if you did, that's probably <laughs> yeah. why they pulled it. It's because they actually gave a, a spot. Mm. And the other ones they have are a lot more general that they actually posted for the year. So I'm assuming, and that could be to keep you know, keep the animals safe, you know, to keep people from going out and harassing it, going out to maybe where it's living. Some people accuse them of keeping the information back for their research. In my opinion, it's their website. We agreed that we shared right. our story on there. You know, what do they do with it? It's what they do with it at that point. Right. Uh, but that's, that is some things that get said about the BFRO specifically. But anyways, to the, why it makes Hardin County special. Like I said, I think it's 2010. They had eight sightings in Hardin County, which is insane. Yeah. Uh, to be reported that they actually put it on the, the website. And all the rest of our counties around us have like one to two to zero lifetime. Right. None. I mean, pretty much over, you know, since it's been, in, since people have been reporting and stuff like that, none. Why Hardin County is special? It is where the Ohio River watershed, specifically the Scioto River, and the Lake Erie River watershed get the closest. We literally have a stretch that's probably only 300 yards from one to the other. A lot of people believe these animals, or yeah, we want to call them animals or whatever, use the river systems as kind of their maps or their paths for migration stuff. Their roadways. Yeah. Yeah. And especially in our part of Ohio, it's so flat and there's not very much cover. Our creeks, though, in the ditches and stuff, are like 8 to 10 feet down. Yeah. So if you're 8 foot tall, you can walk without bending over for miles. And there's a food source. There's water. You know, Mm -hmm. yeah. You're not away from anything like that. And you can stand upright and walk and not get seen. You know, that's a really rare commodity in the flatlands. Yep. To be able to, for you to fully walk out and stand. And one of the stories like we talked about earlier that is on the BFRO is over by McGuffey, which is kind of over by Roundhead and everything like that, of a guy seeing, they were driving back, uh, him and I think his wife and his wife's sister or something like that, so his sister-in-law, if something like that, were driving back from Lima, and they were going through the back roads and stuff, and they under they basically passed one of these ditches, and there was a guy like pressed against the side spread like he was like they were worried so they the guy kind of seen out of the corner of his eye when they were passing they were worried the guy got hit and it's 1 a.m you know and stuff like that their line closed early so they start backing up because they're like oh gosh you know you know some guy's dying in this ditch and they back up and they realize it is not a man it is a creature that they described as bigfoot you know you know right. they think it's seven eight foot tall hairy dark in color and they just take off like a bat out of hell. I'm just imagining yeah. that thing, seeing them probably coming down the road. And it was like, whoop. Oh, I'm going to hide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it froze. And then, yeah. they, and then they start backing up. Crap, 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 crap. <laughs> Been there before. Playing hide and seek or something. Yeah. Well, it's like the one, your, first, or your, your later encounter, your first story you shared. Yep. It froze. Yeah. They, it, he just froze. Oh, it froze. Let yeah. me put it that yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. You can say it he, just he froze yeah. right there. It's just like. He doesn't see me. He don't see me. You know, he, he didn't move mm-hmm. until I got past him. And I had the brakes on and the brake lights just lit him up. And he turned a little bit like looking at the vehicle. Mm. You know, Crap. The, the brake lights was red. Yeah. So, you know, it just lit him up all red. Oh, that had to be uh Terrible. Yeah, I could see why it was a bit frightening. Terrifying? Yeah. 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 <laughs> A giant chiseled hairy man or beast. Yeah. yeah, that but yeah, it's one of those things the 
encounters, like you're saying, I can see them sending people out to investigate it mm-hmm. to be on their report, yes, not somebody else's. Right. Oh, hey, look at this website. Go look at that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're holding information, but that's up to them. I guess. Right. Like, yeah. like I said, we agreed. Both of us agreed to submit our stories to them. Once we put it on, mm-hmm. yeah. Once you hit submit, it's there. You you gave it to them. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, it's and some people get really bent on the shape it's that what they don't they post do with everything it. immediately or whatever. But you you know you agreed to it. All right. And they do provide a nice service to see. They provide a county map with numbers. You know, and they provide stories that make you feel not crazy. Right. And yep. I remember that's when actually we seen the show, and then we went onto the website. And then we, I just, I ate it up. I read everything. And it's because it made me feel not insane. Right. Even though my, my brother seen the same thing I seen and my dad heard it, it's still, I still felt crazy because it's, I, I was, even as young of a kid, I knew I was going to be a scientist. I wanted to be, you know, I was very focused. Yeah. And it's like, no, that can't, that doesn't exist, but I seen it, but it can't, it doesn't exist. Right. And I, I went back and forth with that forever, that it just was some kind of thing that we missed seeing. Right. And then the show, I can't remember what episode it was, one of the early episodes, uh, a guy kind of described the same things happening. We're like, oh my gosh, you know, we're not crazy. Right. We're, no, we're not crazy. So the BFRO, when- you know, they do an amazing service for that. And I just, I don't know. People do get bent out of shape about them. Yep. Yeah. Especially when they don't believe it. They, you Mm -hmm. know, it's, you don't trust somebody when they're, yes, think they're crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And we met Matt Moneymaker's guy that ran it and everything. He's a super nice guy. Uh, I know in the show, like we said, the show is not the people, it is a show for entertainment. Right. They are living people that are actually caring. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's a good way to put it. Yeah. And then I know in the show, it makes them look like, they're not that at they all have sometimes. Char- they're characters on yeah. the show, partially. Yeah. They have a role to play. Yes, mm-hmm. they have to yes. be entertaining. If you had a real Bigfoot expedition out on that show, uh, so I know a guy named Phil out of Michigan that's, he's out in the woods out of 365 days a year. He's probably out 350 of them. Huh. And he's, you know, he was telling us, if you go out 400 days in a row, you'll have two encounters or two things happen to you. And most of the time it's something small like a rock being thrown or a stick being put in your path. Huh. And he's like, they just, people don't get that, that, you know, we get lucky. And now I feel like we're lucky looking back that we get these amazing opportunities to see these animals, these right. creatures, these other beings. I'll never see one again. I know. I probably, we got looking. I look mm-hmm. every time I drive down the road. Yep. I'm looking. Yep. We, you know, we got in the forest with a thermal imager out in the hawking where they're seen constantly, not constantly, but seen very often. I know I probably will never. Right. See one again in my life, and I'm okay with that. I was blessed enough to have my one, what we did my see. one visual. Yeah. You were, ve- I mean, you had an amazing visual. It, I'm, but it's, it's something that I don't ever discredit anybody for not believing it until they see it. Yeah, but it's going to be very hard for you to see it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But what do you think about the, uh, the counties? What I said with the watersheds and stuff like that. You can tell me I'm wrong. It's okay. No, I, I kind of believe you. You know, we talked at at home at mm-hmm. my house the other night, and I never really thought that. You know, my wife and I was sitting there thinking, you know, I never really put two and two together that they was following that because we're new to 
all the information you're sharing. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, that makes sense. You know, the way they're Mm -hmm. traveling. I can see that because, you know, the food source, the water, they're hid. Mm -hmm. You're, you're flat. Yeah. And it's, I want to say very dense in Ohio until you get to the big cities. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ohio is mostly all farm ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least I mean, this half of Ohio. 70% of Ohio is farm yes. ground. <laughs> I right, mean, yeah. You hit Cincinnati, Dayton, Columbus, Toledo. Cleveland. You yeah. turn anywhere off the highway that's not in a major city, you're immediately in a farm field. Yeah. Besides yeah. Hawking and Cambridge. Yeah. In the very, very northern corner, of northeast corner of Ohio. Mm-hmm. That's hilly and forested. Yep. Yeah. But like you said, yeah, I would say probably 70% of Ohio is farmland. farmland. Well, yeah. shoot, you you run, drive 30, US 30 east to west all the way across the state. 99% of that's far, you left farmland. farmland. Yeah. Yeah. 100% of land, I'll say, that's not a city. If you draw the line between the three C's, oh, yeah. Cleveland, Columbus, and farmland. Cincinnati, on the west side, it's all farmland. Yep. Yeah. We have little patches of woods and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's all it is, yeah. Yeah. And the weird thing is, I didn't think about the watershed thing. Until I started being a fishery biologist and stuff like that. Until, right. And I'm looking at the map one day, and I'm like, so the only reason I realize it, excuse me, is that there's the northern, so Hardin County is kind of special for other reasons. The northern sunfish and the long-eared sunfish are kind of uh, splits from each other. One lives, is the northern counterpart, one's the southern counterpart. Okay. Hardin County has both. And it's really weird they have both, because we're pretty much one of the only places in Ohio that has both. I think we... I'm not gonna say we are the only place, but we are like one of the few where you can find them both abundantly, at least. Okay. And I'm like, huh, that's so weird. And it's because the two big watersheds both run next to each other here. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, oh gosh. And then I start then I start connecting dots because we heard stuff Bigfoot using waterways and stuff like that. I'm like, that's why the light bulb they come here is it's literally they only got if you don't want to leave the waterway, there's only a 300 yard stretch you got to get out and walk. All right. Mm-hmm. And you like you said. There's food and water the entire walk. And then you got all the tributaries that feed those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can stay hid if you, can you wanted to. You can go anywhere oh, yeah. in the state, and, but you have to cross this county. You have to, I mean, there's literally, it's one farm field if you want to be literal of walking the shortest distance. But it is crazy. And like, I didn't know about that till I went to, like, till after. Like, I was done and I was, I worked in watersheds. Like, that was the big thing I did was, watershed surveys and i was like huh it's just so weird that we have so many northern sunfish and so many long-year sunfish (laughs) but i mean what do you think about it jay no i mean you've said that before and it makes it it i'm open to everything but you got to be open to everything and every idea and then you pick at what makes sense you pick out what makes sense that makes a lot of sense to me right occam's razor yeah i I would it makes sense to me if they're here that's would be Mm -hmm. why and there's a couple Allen County sightings, which is the county uh, west of us. Uh, but like Hancock and Wyandotte and stuff don't really right. have yeah. any. And there's not a whole lot different. They have about the same wood and farmland yeah. ratio and stuff like that. Yeah, you wouldn't know. And then we have somebody that we were trying to get permission to that has, that, according to them, an apple orchard that would be right in this trail that has pretty much every fall the week before they harvest pretty hard, hard, solid Bigfoot activity. Really? And it's one person, and, you know, it's kind of been iffy about getting permission and stuff like that. One day. Well, we'll get there. <laughs> uh, 
but they provide amazing evidence that uh, of what they have. And I think it's re- I think it's because they followed this path in the fall, and that's a hell of a stop. Yep, that's a lot of free apples. And there's a lot of spring springs, fresh yep. springs there too. They don't have to leave area. that woods, and nobody goes yeah. back there. It's all fenced. It's kind of fenced in. There's it's a private property. I'm yeah. pretty sure. And so they kind of I think that person says they know this is the next week we harvest, and they're in there a week or two before, and they eat all the apples off so low, and then they don't mess with anything higher for us. And she's like, it's weird because you come in and pretty much every apple past this point down is gone. It's gone. And it's taller than a deer reach. Yeah. Hmm. That'd be interesting to get to. I'm trying. <laughs> you come with us. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you carry around. I love the thermal imager. And like I said, we have the thermal imager. We have the sonic dish. We have a few spots. We have. We have I mean, a few spots, but. Hawking, Hawking is a really good one. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know. I don't know if we ever talked about this with you. Is that. Hawking, what's really special about Hawking Hills, the area there, the Sasquatch encounters, are very aggressive. Huh. That's weird. And it's that, weird for Ohio. Yeah. It's like more of a, uh, really more of a West Virginia kind of sighting with a lot of bluff charges. A lot of pe- like constant rock throwing, the nasty smells, and they'll follow you all the way back to camp. There's so many people that get reports of like going past so they'll start getting these little rocks thrown at them. And we've talked about it on the show a couple times. The little, they're accurate with these rocks. And they can throw massive rocks if they want to. The little pebbles are for your benefit. To be like, these are your warning. And then people will start getting like bigger ones. And then softball and bigger sized rocks will come winging past them. The only reason they're not hitting you is because they don't want to hit you. Yeah. I want everybody at home to understand that. <laughs> if a Sasquatch is going to hit you with a rock... It's going to hit you with a rock. Because there's that story of that woman in Ohio that said, "What did what Minerva did the guy monster? Yeah, she's like, uh, she told that guy to stop throwing rocks at, at the kids and stuff. It hit me right in the eyes if you're out there or something. And he poof, smoked one right between her eyes. Knock her out cold. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, so I and we've talked stories of Michigan and stuff like that with them kicking people out of their salmon spots yeah. at night. They will wing rocks, and I mean, you know, two foot by two foot. Slab rocks. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, you're just talking about being aggressive. Is it it's trying okay. to get to food or? So we're. Uh, I think it's one of Ohio's only birthing areas. Okay. So I think they have these little spots hidden in the hawking, and not just hawking forest. So the thing about hawking forest is people forget it's sat in the middle of Wayne National Forest. Yep. It's a massive and very, very not well maintained forest for the Bigfoot's benefit. And there's all kinds of spots. The trails don't go very far into it. Like most of the trails you can walk and stuff don't go very far. They don't go extra. Like you can't walk across Dwayne National Forest. Uh, you can, but you, you can't do it by a trail. Right. You have to go off trail. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think it's one of these areas that they probably are having very young, young. And it's where the stories of the actual Ohio Grassman came from. Do you know how the Grassman got its name? Nope. From building the grass domes. And so, and I've actually seen a picture of one more recently, but these domes will be, you can't see them almost from the outside at all. So these people will report, uh, it's like you walk past it in these grass fields that are located in the hawking and stuff like that, and you kind of walk right past them. They're not what you see on TV, these giant, massive igloos of vegetation. But when you get down, you realize there's a hole that a man can crawl through pretty easily, and you get into like a room in these grass, and they're like, the grass is all interwoven. 
a lot of me specifically, a lot of people though believe that that's Ohio's main probably birthing area. Uh, we think there's a very chunky window where Sasquatch babies are very very vulnerable. They're more like people babies, you know. They're they they can't really fend for themselves. They can't really like like stop crying. They don't really think, you know, like but they're what their actions are doing to right. attract people. So I think what is happening is that they're only aggressive to scare you off because unlike the like we said earlier, where I 100% believe a Sasquatch can walk away and hide, they'll walk away and hide. Here you're walking towards their nest or their their very brand new baby. Young, yeah. And so they have to be big and scary. And they don't hurt people because everybody comes back and tells their scary story. Right. Uh, so it's more of a, you know, the false charges, the big wings, the rocks past your head, the smells, the screams. They're setting their perimeter. They're just yeah. being like, you walked way too far. So a lot of these people, I kind of skipped over it. I started with the little rocks. They'll start walking into these certain trails, especially at night. Because hawking, I, for some reason, has a lot of people that walk at night. Mm-hmm. I never, I lived down there for a couple of years for college. Never figured it out. Why people want to walk these trails at night? Yeah, it's a good way to die. <laughs> yeah. uh, just from falling off a cliff or in a mine shaft and stuff right. like that. But these people will start reporting. At first, they get little rocks winged at them, and then they get bigger, and then they get bigger, and then they get tree branches, or they get false charges. They just hear monstrous animals coming at them and stopping, and they can't see them, but they're only stopping you know ten, twenty feet from them. But it's like a freight train coming at you; you can't see. And I don't know if they're all on a fours, you know, being lower to the ground, but still they're either heavy. And I really think that's what it is. It's just, you're getting too close. Right. My baby's right there and it's too young to move around a lot. I can't move it. And you're getting too close. I'm making sure you leave. Yeah. And then a lot of them, like a lot of them that walk from the campsites and stuff, get followed the entire way back and all night have constant stuff hitting the tent. Huh. And I've read that story from different people probably 20 or 30 times from the Hocking Hills area. And it's always, like, there's no, like, a lot of the ones from the car are always your classic car sightings of right. seeing them run it in front or behind the car. Mm-hmm. The ones that are being seen walking around while you're out there with them are almost always somewhat borderline aggressive. Or what we consider aggressive behavior. Right. Um, I still don't think, unless you kick a baby i don't think they're gonna hurt you right but they're, they're gonna get really scary y'all yeah yeah and the screams and stuff like it's just hawking is terrifying from the stories so we go out there uh we went so it seems to be a uh, late fall to early spring they seem to have them down there in the winter specifically uh the early spring hikers get the blunt of it i think that's right before they move with the babies i think they go down there in the fall have their babies the winters down there are really really mild Somebody, you know, is probably holding the babies or baby, baby, right. however big their families are. And then you get the blunt of their family aggression. What do you think about that? I can see it happening. I mean, it's just Putting like in a spot. It's just like a black bear, you know, and it's cubs. It's going to be aggressive to protect its right. babies. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, same thing. I've been around a lot of black bear in my life. The only time I've ever felt worried. Is when I can see a cub. Because like you said, black bears, they're only uh, pretty much only going to protect you, or going to get at you if they have a baby. Right. They're very similar. It's weird. They're very similar to Sasquatch in a lot of behaviors. They, I, black bear, if they can get out and go, 
I don't care how big it is or bigger than you it is. It's, it's probably going to get out and go. Yeah, it's going to run away. They're big raccoons mentally. But any animal, I don't care how big or small, most animals will kill them, kill the shelves, or kill you to protect the offspring. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I do think, I mean, that's probably the most dangerous you're going to be in with a Sasquatch is when you're accidentally very close. Another thing Hawking has is, what's really weird, is ridgeline rock structures and wood structures. So it's almost like a fence. Right. And they'll have three or four of these giant rock structures, and I mean really big rock stacks, or mixed wood stacks with weird stuff in them, like tires and metal, on these big ridges going into areas. And it's kind of like saying... And it may be talking to each other or different family troops. Like, don't go past this yeah, point. This is or... my this is my cove. Right. Yeah. This is where my kids are. You know, you come back in here, me and you are going to have problems. Mm-hmm. And it could just be them talking to their Sasquatch. You're right. And, or, you know. Markers. I, yeah. I don't know. What do you got, Jay? I mean, it's all, we don't know. We I don't know. That's not. at the end of the day. We don't know. And, but we know something's out there. But we don't know. Mm-hmm. There's no Bigfoot expert. We say that a lot. Yeah. yeah. There's no Bigfoot expert. We don't know. You only know what you see and touch and feel and find. hear and smell. Mm-hmm. And that's all you can base everything off of. Any final remarks? No. It's been fun. I do want to thank you again. Yeah. It's very awesome that you came and shared your experiences with us. You have truly amazing encounters. I'm sure about everybody at home is going to be very jealous. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. I always say at home, though, uh, be careful what you wish for. Yeah, that's true. Because some of these scanners that people have ruin them for the rest of their lives. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've heard of people moving to the the, the the big city and never going in the woods again. Right. And it's be, just be careful what you wish for. Ex- yep, definitely. Yeah. All right. I've been the great mystery. I've been infamous Jay. This has been our great friend, Greg. Hey. And together, we are Crips the Corn Podcast, and we'll catch you next week with some more amazing stuff. You've been listening to Cryptids of the Corn. Be sure to join us in the next episode where we tantalize your intellect and expand the horizons of your mind. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we really appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Until then, stay magical. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.